world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. Okay, I hope everybody ate well for Thanksgiving and gave thanks for their friends and family because life is definitely a precious gift that should be unwrapped every day. Uh, My buddy of 30 years, Chris Nowak, 54 years old, passed away on Tuesday with his bout with uh, kidney cancer. Mm. Chris was a Marine, traveled a lot with him, worked for me a lot back in the day was a union electrician so he didn't have much time to work with me but a lot of people don't know Chris was stationed in Camp Lejeune in the late 80s early 90s and a few years ago he received a letter from the VA that all the Marines that were stationed in Camp Lejeune they cleaned all the artillery equipment tanks jeeps engines and everything with a a drug called trichloroethylene yeah and they sprayed the equipment down in the fields and the lots, and then they hosed them down and re-oiled and greased and everything. And the trichloroethylene uh, seeped into the groundwater, and subsequently our valiant, brave soldiers drank that water. Mm. So they have a huge, huge cluster of Marines uh, that were stationed in Lejeune that have kidney cancer. And... Uh, if you're diagnosed, you're a doctor, you know, like stage one or stage two kidney cancer, it's pretty much they can do something. Yeah. Well, Chris, being a working man and uh, as an electrician, he had back pain. So for a year, he was chiropracting and stuff because he felt it was, you know, either his muscles or his bones or whatever. Then after a year, the pain got so bad, he went to a specialist and he had stage four cancer, hmm. which had started to spread to his lungs and his brain and other vitals. So. He went really fast on a morphine drip on Tuesday. Services will be this Saturday. Uh, He was a good man. He will uh, be missed by a lot of people, including myself. Uh, Went to Egypt with him. Yeah. Uh, And many shot shows and an NRA annual meeting in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. So good guy. So then I received this other email, which so far is turning out pretty good, uh, Sandy, from Jonathan Allison. Gary Allison suffered a stroke earlier this week. Oh, goodness. And his father had a stroke. He's in the hospital. They say everything is good, no damage to the brain. So I emailed him back, and I got a response this morning. He's doing great, so great that the doctors just charged him 24 hours after he was in the hospital after having a mild stroke. They put him on three blood thinners. I swear, if he blows his nose too hard, he's going to bleed out, <laughs> laugh out loud. But he seems fine as acting like nothing happened. He's a strong SOB, you know. Gary owns a Beacon Brass. He also teaches out of Bob's Little Gun Shop, NRA instructor. Just a great guy. I've known him forever. He has a Gun for Hire Challenge coin. And he I saw his Facebook post this morning. He posted, thanks for all the well wishes. I'm home and I'm doing fine and everything. So uh, uh, some good news um, out there as well. And uh, 
So let's let's get into it. The first thing I want to talk about <clears throat> is we have news on the New Jersey uh, magazine case. Yeah. Uh, we were denied an en banc hearing by the Third Circuit. And uh, this is not a bad thing. It actually speeds up the process because now the NRA, ANJRPC, Dan Schmutter, Scott Bach, et al. are um, getting ready to petition the U.S. Supreme Court to hear our case. Mm. And this is as important as it gets because it looks like our case is going to beat the uh, the California case, uh, which is very, very uh you know, good news for us because we could be the case that beats everybody to the Supremes and hopefully next year we could get a decision uh, about the unconstitutionality of 10-round magazines. Right. Now, a lot of people are posting, we should have 30 rounds, it should be unlimited. For tactical reasons, for legal reasons, uh, for expedient reasons, it was decided by all of our legal eagles that our lawsuit should be to go from the illegal 10-round back to 15-round. It was a, it would be a much harder win and much more uphill battle to try to address unlimited magazine capacity. Yeah, right. Exactly. So it's not because we're pussies, as some people are posting. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Uh, it's because we're doing what we feel is expedient and has the best shot and best odds for a win. That's why we're doing it. So continue donating your $35 a year to the NRA and your $40 to ANGRPC and FPC and everybody else and continue. Continue bitching that no one's doing anything for your rights. Meanwhile, we will proceed. Mm -hmm. Okay? Now, to give you some great news, a ruling came out Friday from the U.S. Supreme Court. Okay? The U.S. Supreme Court on, uh, on Wednesday, excuse me, ruled that restrictions previously imposed on New York places of worship by Harpo Cuomo during the coronavirus pandemic violated the First Amendment. Oh. Okay. Here's the best part. The decision in a 5-4 vote. Wow. Guess who was one of the four, Sandy? I don't know. Chief Justice Roberts sided with the three liberals. My goodness. Okay. That's a surprise. Yes. He sided with the three liberals, but because of Amy Cohn and Barrett, we got the fifth vote. I don't understand how you can... It is blatant restriction of worship so i don't understand how you can say that it's not chief justice this chief justice is compromised yeah okay? it, it has to be there's okay. something there now now those restrictions were previously lifted which really should have granted this moot but the supreme court decided to take it and rule on it mm. to prevent it from happening again right okay because new york well, likes to do that Yes, Cuomo in a press conference called the Supreme Court's decision insignificant because the the, uh, the limits were lifted already, but it's not insignificant right. because these power-hungry tyrants like mm -hmm. New York, New Jersey, Minnesota, Michigan, yep. Pennsylvania, they need to hear this message, okay? They if need they hear to hear it. this message. If they hear it, they're deaf to it most of the time because their power just... It, it 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 usurps their ability to to reason. You know, Roberts, for the record, dissented along with the court's three liberal members. The governor might reinstate the restrictions, but he also might not. Roberts wrote, 
and it is a significant matter to override determinations made by public health officials concerning what is necessary for public safety in the midst of a deadly pandemic. He has definitely been watching MSNBC, and he's definitely on Epstein's flight logs. Oh, hey, okay? <laughs> I never thought about okay? that. I never thought about that. So, so listen to me. He's compromised. But now this tells us probably how a Second Amendment case or two or three or five might turn out. Might. That's how I look at it. Gorsuch wrote a beautiful thing about, you know, uh, religious freedom and how you can protest, but you can't uh, go to church, basically. Well, you know what the, the fly in the ointment is going to be is once the Harris-Biden administration gets in, they have already vowed to pack the Supreme Court and overturn basically every other judicial appointment. Well, they're going to need the, they're going to need the Senate. Right, they're going to need and the they're going to get that the same way that they stole the election in Georgia the first time because, for whatever reason, the Republicans in Georgia and you have a you have a Republican governor and you have a Republican um, uh, what do you call it uh, let well really led legislature and and then you have a, a Republican uh, Secretary of State and they all for whatever reason. Uh, decided not to go after the election fraud. They, they allowed the corrupt machinery, the corrupt software, and all the standard practices that happened in Fulton County uh, to go on. So you don't think that they're going to steal that in January? Let me tell you something. Uh, let me tell you, if this is the way it's going to be. There's no way that we're going to... Uh, get around it. The no. system is corrupt, and yeah. as long as they continue with mail-in voting, you will never see a Republican exactly. again. We'll, yeah, you're right. So listen to what Gorsuch wrote in his opinion. He wrote, so at least according to the governor, it may be unsafe to go to a church, but it is always fine to pick up another bottle of wine shop for a new bike, or spend the afternoon exploring your distal points and meridians. <laughs> Is that what he wrote? That's what he wrote. Oh, Wait, he's not great. done. And then he wrote, who knew public health would align so perfectly with secular convenience? Oh, wow. Okay? I love this. And the lastly... We may not shelter in place when the Constitution is under attack. Things never go well when we do. Oh, wow. Okay? This is from Gorsuch, who I was a little wishy-washy on was at too. times. Yeah. Okay? yeah, I was and, too. And for me, this is game-changing. Yeah. Okay? this People don't understand this, but this is game-changing because... If the Supreme Court stays the way it does and the cases that are working up in the Third Circuit, Second Circuit, Ninth Circuit, Seventh Circuit, we might see, even though we're going to have socialists running the executive branch and the House, we actually might see a change in the tide with the U.S. Supreme Court. Also, I hope if there's any open lower court federal judicial seats, Trump and McConnell better fill them between now and January 20th. Yeah. All right, they better continue to finish him. Anybody who looks a little green around the gills or whatever, you got to retire. Yeah, <laughs> All right, right, fill the seat. Uh, right. This is what we need to do. Now, <clears throat> let's talk about Governor Murphy. So Governor Murphy last week was in a restaurant with his family, 
<laughs> and a woman approached him and started spewing expletives and everything. So I, I'm going to tell you something. I watched it and I giggled because his deer in the headlights face when he was attacked. But I got to tell you something. I really, in my heart of hearts, I can't condone this. No, I, I, I felt the same way. Yeah, as, as an NRA board member, I've been attacked personally right. uh, online and in person by people when I'm out with tracy or yep. I'm, I'm out and i know what it feels like and it, and it's not right all right there's a time and place for exactly. everything exactly uh so i really don't condone this type of behavior and all you're going to do is have a guy like him dig his heels in even further yeah let's face it you're not going to win so you got your 15 seconds of frame fame calling him a douche or whatever and a jo and fu but the long haul is it's not going to help us okay but i did giggle <laughs> but but now I want to talk about some stuff. This is actually going to turn into a learning segment. First of all, wh where were the state police, his, right. his security detail? Exactly. Some Were they in the car eating their chicken nuggies? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Sandy, seriously, know, how is anybody allowed really to get been, close that close to his family? Absolutely. That really could have been an issue because, you, you know, some whack job. That now, if anybody away. hasn't seen the video, I want you to watch the video because there's a learning segment in here that would be, this would be in my book, Crime Proof. Think like a criminal and beat them at their own game. Some douche titled that for me, by the way. Um, so it, here's the deal. It's a long rectangular table, and it's, it's, uh, it's anchored to a wall. Murphy is sitting on the opposite end of the wall in the utmost indefensible position yeah. with his back facing the door of the restaurant interior of the restaurant he's act they're actually sitting outside probably in a covered patio or something where servers and customers employees are walking back and forth at his back one of his son's girlfriends or something she had the tactical seat she was yeah, sitting on yeah, the opposite yeah, side did, of the right. table mm -hmm. with her shoulder against the wall yep. looking out it tells me in my heart of hearts that that murphy as we all knew is not an alpha male he's a soy boy beta male yeah. Okay, because he has four kids. He should be sitting, A, as the governor, B, as a husband, C, as a parent. He should be sitting in the tactical position. Well, now, you know, he's also a publicity hog, too. So he, maybe he wants everyone to see he's So there. sacrifice yourself and your family's safety. Right. It could be. Now, if I was the state police, when they were going to sit, I'd be like, Governor, you're sitting over there. Right. You're exactly. not sitting. Oh, you're. Yeah. This is. The, you sit here. Your wife next to you, and then the kids who you know who are uh, not going to be attacked personally as much, and the the danger is a little less. You know, would would sit with their backs to the crowd. But anyway, watching that and like that is not where you sit when you're with your family. Right. You sit with your as close to the back of the wall with a complete view, 180, 270 view of what's going on around you. He and when the woman approached him, he's totally oblivious. He looked up like. Eh? Like, like he got water thrown in his face, you know? Right. Sorry, you have to be in condition yellow when you're out in the public. If you're the governor, you probably have to be in condition orange when you're out in the public in a situation like that. See, but this is what happens. The elites, they don't feel what we feel because they have 24-hour-a-day armed protection. Right. So he's allowed to walk around like a bumbling idiot in condition white all the time. Exactly. And they abdicate all those responsibilities. Yes. And this is exactly what happened. You abdicated it to somebody who really didn't have your back, apparently. Uh, obviously, someone was sleeping at the job. All I know is that whole detail would have been gone. 
that oh, night, yeah. I would have brought them back to my mansion. I would have said, yeah. you, 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 and you. I would have called the superintendent of the state police, yeah. and I would have said, listen, send me a new detail. That one's no good anymore. They got fat and comfortable and lazy. Yeah. Right. And I can't have them anymore. Okay? That's what I would have done. Now, we have another lawsuit brewing um, in New Jersey. Uh, and this comes from Guns Magazine. Uh, a lot of you probably heard that SAF, FPC, New Jersey Second Amendment Society, are uh, have a ma- massive lawsuit, right to carry. And, you know, New Jersey, uh, ANJRPC, um, and NRA, we are also looking for plaintiffs as, w- as well. So there's a, a lot going on uh, with all of these uh, two-way cases right now to get another carry case to the Supreme Court as fast as possible. I don't think we're going to see it in 21 because we have to go through the whole state, you know, Supreme Court, state appeals, right, uh, appellate right. court, and then circuit court, district court, and then uh, to the Supreme Court. I don't think we're going to see it right away, but there's a lot going on behind the scenes that I can't talk about. But I can tell you that this is the number one priority with right to carry to overturn New Jersey's scheme. Now, I'm going to be making a huge announcement in the following weeks about this. And when I make this announcement, I am going to be raffling off a cool, cool item Uh, I don't know how much it's going to be yet, but we're going to sell tickets, and that money is going to go to fund these uh, carry schemes so we can get another case to the U.S. Supreme Court. Cool. Henry Montefiorant, who made me my my, uh, Spartan Dory, Mm -hmm. the six-foot tip of the spear, because my nickname is the tip of the spear in a two-way fight in New Jersey, he actually made a second one that is an exact recreation of of a spartan dory this one's seven feet tall oh my god it is beautiful okay it's got the lizard spike on the bottom and it's got the uh the the pointed spike on the top it is just beautiful so i'm going to raffle that off whoever wins it going to take a picture with me i'll autograph that bitch whatever you want and uh you will be the person that won the raffle that helps fund our carry permit scheme in the state of new jersey so details will be following soon. I'm not going to announce the raffle or anything until I announce this news that I'm sitting on, that I'm sworn to secrecy. I had to do a pinky swear. <laughs> okay, a bunch of men sitting around a table with suits and ties on. Making and they a made pinky me, swear. They made me pinky swear, Sandy. <laughs> Seriously, I, I can't believe that they made me pinky swear. But you know what? I did what I had to do. So... For you people out there, and I'm tired of hearing this, and I'm, we're not hearing it that much anymore, everybody that always tells us to just move, okay? Uh, Ammoland editor Jim Grant, Virginia gun ban agenda 2021, the legislatures and the governor in Virginia are planning an assault to get rid of concealed carry in Virginia. There you go. Okay? Remember, just move. Move to a free state. Yeah, right. Right? Move where you can carry. Move where your rights are. Oh, no, I decided that I'm going to stay in New Jersey and fight for at least another five years. I'm going to stay here and fight. And even if I move, I'm probably still going to stay here and fight. <laughs> but but everybody says just move. Okay? And they want to go after open carry and concealed carry in Virginia. It's their 2021 agenda, including the Attorney General uh, Mark Herring. Okay, he wants to remove a the first thing he wants to do is remove reciprocity with 25 other states. And that they basically can do through executive fiat. 
All right, just like yeah. Pennsylvania did that. Uh, when that AG that went to jail was in charge, and so many other states have gotten rid of reciprocity, okay? So don't be surprised, okay, because the Coalition to Stop Gun Violence in Virginia, which is funded by Bloomberg, by the way. Yes, it is. All right, they want to attack Virginia's right to self-defense. So you people out there listening to this that say move to another state, us battleground state in New Jersey are bringing a 10-round mag ban to the Supreme Court in 21, and we're probably going to have our right-to-carry case in 2022. And by the time our case is up there, we might be helping Virginia, who has lost their right to carry by then. Right. Okay, so just move my ass, okay? You move to Tennessee or you move to another uh, another state and you feel free and you sit on your laurels and you don't fight because you got everything, okay? Guess what? It's going <laughs> to come back to you. Like we said, what happens in New Jersey doesn't stay in New Jersey. Man, when I read that article from, uh, from MLN, I was like, holy shit, I knew mm -hmm. it. Yep. I knew it, mm -hmm. I knew it, I knew it. It's going to come around to bite them in their ass. And then you have to deal with idiots, people, idiots, okay? Did you... Did we, <laughs> all right, let me let me get this straight, okay? Uh, I'm trying to find where this happened. Okay, Mayor's Statement on Shooting in Gun-Free Mall, The Definition of Insanity. And this is by our old friend David Kadria, Sandy. Oh, wow. We haven't heard from David yes. in a while. The 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 mayor, I, I'm trying. I can't. I can't see where this is. Wayfair Mall in Wauwatosa. Wauwatosa. Mayor Dennis McBride declared Saturday in a statement. Okay, guns have no place in shopping malls or other places in which crowds of people gather. <laughs> Mayfair has a strict no gun policy. Oh, it's good. Okay. <laughs> If they had just read the sign, right, there would not have been bigger signs. You need bigger signs, correct? And maybe it wasn't in the right place. You should have it at could, every could, entrance. Could you do you believe this? So if we just followed the signs, <laughs> we we would be okay. All right, that's, that's just there. It is. <laughs> so <laughs> he's like. Anyway, I, I just read the whole thing, and, you know, so this is the logic of the left. Because he can say that because the mayor, what's up with him? Yeah. He's protected 24-7. And you know what? He might even have a carry permit. He doesn't really give a shit about us or and, anybody And if else. he did have a carry permit, he would damn sure carry in that mall that he said everybody else shouldn't be carrying uh, Exactly. In. Or his security detail would be, you know, two paces behind him, one pace in front of him, walking in a star pattern or a triangle pattern or a diamond pattern pattern like they like they do with michael bloomberg you know yeah. the average person shouldn't have a gun except for me <laughs> except. so let, let's talk about hypocrisy here i love this hypocrisy all right this one's great this one actually made headlines pretty much everywhere apple security chief accused of bribing officers with ipads in exchange for concealed carry permits for apple's security officers <laughs> The left, there's not, there's just absolutely no, there's just no boundaries. So we're anti-gun, but right. we have armed security and our top executives have armed security details and we live behind gates and, you know, you know, blah, 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 blah. 
And uh, so here's the deal. A grand jury in Santa Clara, California, has issued an indictment accusing Apple's chief security officer, Thomas Moyer, of offering bribes to secure concealed carry permits for Apple employees. Moyer allegedly promised to donate 200 iPads worth $70,000 to the sheriff's office in exchange for four concealed carry licenses. <laughs> they, these licenses were previously withheld from Apple employees. So the sheriff's officers denied them from getting those carry permits. So he said, I'll give you $70,000 worth of iPads. Gee, what do you think? That'd be nice. You know, I mean, I, I bet you uh, Bloomberg... It would be very interesting to see, but you see, you can't track it down. So, uh, uh, <laughs> I love this. An Apple spokesman, we expect all of our employees to conduct themselves with integrity. After mm -hmm. learning of the allegations, we conducted a thorough internal investigation uh -huh. and found no wrong wrongdoing. No, of course, there was no, no wrongdoing. <laughs> Bribery is not wrongdoing. It was just a donation, you know. So, how come, anyway, so the hypocrisy of the left, people do not get it. The hypocrisy of the left. Listen, we have a huge wages disparity going on in this country right now. Jeff Bezos increased his net worth by $70 billion since COVID started. Yeah. Okay. The Walton family, the four kids went from $20 billion to $40 billion during the lockdown. All of the big box stores and all of the re retailers, online retailers, have exploded, which means they're going to spend more money uh, lobbying and making donations, okay? Meanwhile, here's the definition of insanity in the blue states. Keep private sector locked down. Keep paying all government workers and all their entitlements. Yep. Tax revenues continue to decrease, so the governments continue to raise taxes on the people that are suffering the most. That's right. This is the vicious circle we're in right yeah, now. Right. New York has a $63 billion budget deficit. Cuomo gave himself a raise. Exactly. All right. New Jersey has a $7 billion budget deficit, and not one state or government worker has felt any pain. No. God bless them. I wish I was on the receiving end of that. Yeah, exactly. All right. God bless them. But, but you, you know, when you run a business... If I talk about this all the time. If you own a pizza, did I talk about this last week? I don't remember. If you own a pizzeria on Main Street and you're charging $10 a pizza and the guy across the street is charging $10 a pizza and you're not making a profit, you can't raise the price of your pizza. That's right. Right? You have to cut your overhead. You're going to make less money. Your employers are going to make less money. You're going to have less employees or whatever, less benefits or entitlements for them. But that's not how government works. No. Government will raise the price of the pizza for $12. Sales will go down. So now they'll raise it to $15. Right. We'll just sell the pizza for more. But we're selling less. I'll bring it up to $20 now. That's right. It's the same thing with the gas tax. People are driving less. So we raise the gas tax because the revenue went down. And uh, don't forget the minimum mandatory minimum wage increase to $15 an hour, which is proposed. Correct. For people that can't get the cheese centered on a filet of fish sandwich. Right. Whenever I order filet fish sandwich, 30% of the cheese is on the fish. 70% is hanging off, stuck to the paper. It's always the best analogies. You know, I'll give you another analogy. So I ordered from Whole Foods Thanksgiving for four. Okay. For Tracy and I. Right. right? By the way, I was at a house that had 11 people. Uh, but anyway, uh, so... 
So what was that side? I of pull food? up to Whole Foods. Now I soup. Of course, I had to supersize it. I added a. Uh, Cornbread, I added biscuits. You got to have your 18 carbs, gotta right? Have, yeah, gotta and have uh, I added a blueberry pie because of its antioxidants. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right? Blueberry Is blueberry high in antioxidants? <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, so that's I, fine. You know, I'm just trying to keep it healthy. <laughs> exactly. Um, so Doctor I ordered, told you to add more fruit to your diet. Correct. So right. I pull up, and on the app, I check in. I'm in spot number six. I check in that I'm in spot number six. I get a confirmation someone will be out within 15 minutes. Within two minutes, this young gentleman comes out with my $120 order. says, Calandro, spot six on the box. The box is taped shut. I take the box. I put it in the front seat. I gave him a $10 tip. You know, it's a young kid. It's the day before Thanksgiving. You know, pay it forward. Right. I get home. No blueberry pie. Oh, God. So you had to go back? No, I didn't go back. Forget. I wrote it off. <laughs> I'm going to go back oh, for $12 see, I, blueberry pie? I would have gone back for blueberry pie even nope. if it was a dollar. Nope. Wrote it <laughs> off. No antioxidants for me this Thanksgiving. Okay? So if, if I get scurvy or gout or something it's like that, it's, it's, it's the kid's fault. Right. So why? Because the person picking the order is a minimum wage person, and they have to pack probably 700 boxes in an hour. Right. Right? And nobody read. The last item was the blueberry pie. So they were close, but no cigar. Jeez. But this is the insanity we're in right now. And with this wage disparity, this income disparity that we're starting to see. Now, remember, I'm a capitalist and I'm a self-made guy. All right. Everybody should know I don't have a college degree, but everybody that works for me has one. Like Henry Ford. <laughs> <laughs> Henry Ford said that. So listen, here's the deal. It's getting insane because we're setting ourselves up for a revolution. Because when you have these people like Jeff Bezos and the Walton family and many, many more, when you have this huge wage disparity where they're making billions of dollars and the people that work for them don't make a living wage, that they have to go on food stamps and housing subsidies and Section 8 and, and, and go to food banks for food to feed their family because they don't get yep. more than 30 hours because they're considered 1099 contractors like Uber and Lyft and the other rideshare companies. The politicians are in cahoots with these huge oligarchs that we have now, robber barons, right. and it's monopolies that they're allowing to have. What you have is you're having a huge wage disparity, and the thing that holds a country together from curtailing a revolution is having a middle class. That's right. When you only have two classes of people, and there's no incentive to step up to middle class, viva la revolucion! For many people walking into a range the first time, it's quite intimidating. So when you walk in through the double doors, the first thing you'll see on your left is a concierge. When people walk in, they can take a tour of the range, or maybe they're coming in for an appointment with one of my instructors or me, and they'll be directed to the right classroom. It kind of softens the entire experience. It makes people feel more at home. As you walk further into the range, you're going to notice we have New Jersey's only indoor 50-yard range, which is heated and air-conditioned. The dividers at each port are bulletproof. They're extra-wide ports so two people can stand side-by-side side and shoot. There's lights in the ports so you're well-lit. We also have three times as much light down range that the average range would have because I believe it's important that the targets are well-lit. Our target retrieval system is all digital. You program how many feet you want to send it out, and it stays there. Both of our ranges are tactically baffled. 
which means when we run our higher level courses, you can move forward to the firing line and shoot in any direction and bullets can't escape. When you come out of the 50 yard range, to your left you'll see our large classroom and go back up to the concierge and make a right, we have two smaller classrooms. And those classrooms are for small one-on-one -on -one classes, our Build-A-Bear, Building an AR. As you enter through there, you'll see that we have a uh, portal with a key to go into our Platinum Lounge. They can sit around and watch TV on the leather uh, chairs or couches, and they can maybe work deals with their uh, clients. And you normally don't see a cafe in an indoor range. In New Jersey, we have this archaic law where you're only supposed to go from your house to the range, range to the house with no unnecessary deviations. I'm seeing a lot more families coming in now where they have multiple kids and the wife will stay in the cafe with one or two kids and they'll do a handoff. To me, it's very important that people are treated like family, so the bathrooms are very high-end. We use marble and corian and really nice tile and full-length dividers so that people are comfortable when they come in. When you exit the bathroom, you'll see the Gun For Hire radio studio, where Sandy and I tape our show. After you pass that and you make a left, you'll notice our retail area. Over 120 firearms for rent. As you turn 180 degrees, you see the large sections of bulletproof glass. That's our 25-yard range. And inside our 25-yard range, we have 13 ports. Those ports are even wider than the 50-yard range. Both ranges have full-time range safety officers. In case you have any questions or concerns, they're there to help you. All right, some housekeeping. Our buddy Marty at Marty's V Burger, martysvburger.com. Mention Gun for Hire when you go into the city, you get 20% off. There's no traffic in the city. Now's a good time to go and grab a meal. <laughs> That's for sure. If you're in New Jersey on Fridays in Prospect Park at Freakin' Vegans, Marty has meal prep kits there for the vegan and everyone. If you're in New York, the five boroughs are New York State, and you want gun insurance, NY TAC defense. Ask for Peter Tillum. Use code GUNFORHIRE, one word, and get 10% off your monthly membership. If you live in the other 49 states, U.S. Law Shield, use code GUNFORHIRE, one word, and get 10% off. Do not forget John Petrolino's book, Decoding Firearms. We have hundreds of them here. They're $14 or $15.95. They're in the retail store. They're also online in the Gun For Hire shop. You can order them. A great, great Christmas gift or Hanukkah gift for anybody for these 8, 9, 10 million new gun owners. Buy them a copy of Decoding Firearms. Listen, it'll help you ask. They'll ask you less questions. Yes. All right, if they read it. There's the don't, upside. Yes. Don't forget to support Knife Rights. Legal Blade is their app. Knife Law App 2.0. And the great one, Evan Knappen, exposing the truth about laws designed to strip you of your freedoms. Gun Lawyer Podcast. It's available on all of the platforms. The shows are only about a half hour long. They're very poignant. Check out Gun Lawyer Podcast. Okay? Now, since it's Black Friday and we're taping this show, the quarantine crawl page is up 1,000% and you can search by location. When you go on to bookmark quarantinecrawl.com on your homepage of your mobile device, create it so it's you know added to home screen, wherever you are, you click, it opens up, it asks you if you would like to use your current location. You put yes, it will show you everything that's near you. It will show all 260 businesses from closest to furthest. That's great. You can also search by 15 categories, you know, restaurants, entertainment, retail. Listen, 
Stop the corporate welfare. Shop small, shop local. You you people out there that have Girl Scouts, Cub Scouts, Little League, softball, whatever, when's the last time you sent a letter to Amazon and asked them to donate to your tricky tray? Did they send you anything? Right. Did Walmart cut you a check like Gun for Hire does and so many of these other small businesses? The local bakery and the local ice cream shop Correct. and the local and deli? We have about 80 places that involve food, desserts, ice cream, restaurants, and everything. Go on, search under dining, and find places and support them. They're going to be hurting now with the weather changing, okay? Yes. Hurting more than they were. Yes. Listen, I made it easy for you. This is our Chamber of Commerce. You should be going on this before Google, Yelp, uh, TripAdvisor, or any of those other things. And go in and mention to them that you found out it by, by the quarantine crawl. I did this for free when the crawl started. I did not take anything for free from anybody, restaurants, food, or anything, and I continue to add businesses as they email me and say they want to be added on. If I ever get back out on the street again, I will definitely start, definitely start uh, going to uh, uh, out more and doing more videos. People are asking me to do it. But it's quarantinecrawl.com. The tens and hundreds of thousands of you and the million New Jersey gun owners should all have this saved to their home screen, please. Quarantinecrawl.com. Don't screw up. What do we have coming, Sandy? You know what we have coming? No. Joe Biden is going to try. President Kamala and Joe Biden. Joe Biden gave a speech, by the way, Thanksgiving, and he was reading off the teleprompter. <laughs> and he, did you see he was referring to no. Psalms, PSA? Did you see it? No. He was referring to, you know, when you're in church singing your reading your Psalms. Right. And he read off the teleprompter. So two times he said, Psalms. Psalms. <laughs> He's a good Christian. Psalms. Yeah. Right off of the teleprompter. Psalms. <laughs> when you, turn your book to Psalm seventeen thirty four dot twenty one. Okay, Psalms because it's going to be a huge phenomenon. <laughs> 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 so Bloomberg and his people, every town for gun safety, moms demand, and everybody have been meeting with the uh, Biden campaign, um, and they're getting ready to see what they can push through via executive order. They're also working with the ATF. That's the next thing I'm going to discuss. They want to see what they can push through uh, through executive order and what they can uh, promise to uh, strong arm uh, through uh, Congress, you know, because Kamala promised they were going to do all kinds of stuff. Joe Biden on the first day is going to ban all assault weapons, and uh, $300 tax on every firearm you own. Well, you know, every I mean, legally goes, registered firearm. <clears throat> that's exactly what their tactic has been forever is to use executive order. That's why they want the government to be so big. It, it, this goes back to the Woodrow Wilson administration, whose um, favorite book in the world was Philip Drew Administrator. And the whole concept of that was to create a government that had unique very tall silos of um, no responsibility for one another. So this way they could they could claim, you know, that this person is just an administrator. They don't have total responsibility for that. So they could shift the blame back and forth and do everything through executive order and bypass any legislative action whatsoever. So, so this, I is, can, this is the thing, man. I can tell you they are going to do everything they possibly can through executive order. They're going to try to push everything they possibly oh, can yeah. through through Congress, if they can. And through regulatory they can, authority, they can. they can do it. 
through the regular through the existing how many gun laws are on the books right now that conflict with one another and they don't need to change anything all they have to do is start enforcing weird shit well here's one right now because we have we have so much confusion with these arm braces hmm. okay with the ATF with the uh, you know with the legality if a uh, SB tactical pistol brace is legal or not with the honey badger one that's going on and everything else so for a lot of you don't know out there there's a ATF loophole that you can have less than 16 inch barrel you can have 14 inch barrel if the gun doesn't have a traditional stock but it has a brace with a velcro thingy jingy that goes around your forearm and you wear it like you're a transformer i yeah. i just personally i'm not a huge fan we don't have any for rent here all right that's that's i just i felt that because it's a it was an atf loophole it will be crafted out like a secret yeah, room, okay yeah, right. and as soon as biden gets in i think we're going to get bad news on all of these uh tactical uh you know uh wrist brace uh forearm brace guns the other problem we have is god help us the first time there's a mass shooting with one. Oh yeah the first time <laughs> oh, that yeah. something happens with one of those arm brace guns they're all going to be gone and uh there's going to be a lot of pissed off people and there's not much I can do about it to help all of you. No, okay? because uh, they voted the wrong way. Correct. Now, I have another news from New Jersey. A Bergen County man was arrested Thursday for allegedly selling untraceable guns, ghost guns. It's a wrong, it's wrong uh, wording, but we'll get into that. On Thursday, police arrested a man at Hasbrook Heights out his, outside of his house for allegedly trafficking ghost guns. Untraceable firearms often assembled from kits downloaded from the Internet. Uh, this guy was charged with nine gun crimes, including unlawful possession of a handgun and possession of an assault firearm. Uh, ghost guns are notoriously difficult, if not impossible, to track, and they are not registered and don't have any serial numbers to trace them. Often these, these guns are manufactured using 3D printers and thermoplastic. This is totally wrong on the article. I got the skinny from it. This guy bought 80% lowers okay. with no serial numbers on them, out of state, and then he uh, finished the other 20%. And he bought all the other parts online or gun shows or whatever. And he's selling these guns, basically black market guns, because there's no serial numbers, no traceability. Now, it's one thing, to build it in for my mind, yeah. if you build it for yourself. Yeah. And it's in your home and uh, you feel good about that. I haven't delved into 80% lowers. I have way no. too much to lose, okay? Uh, and I don't look good in orange, and uh, I have a huge business. And I don't and have a, a CNC machine, advocacy. so... Correct. I definitely, <laughs> you know? I'd have to do it all with a file. Yeah, right, exactly. Okay. So uh, this kid is in serious trouble. So basically, it's not ghost guns, but he's basically selling guns with no serial numbers because of the 80% lowers. Yeah. And this is the first high-profile case I've seen in New Jersey. And uh, I don't even if he gets Evan Knapp in, it's going to be there before the grace of God that he doesn't do 25 years in prison. To be to be quite honest. With oh, you. Yeah. It's, oh yeah, it, it, it's not going to be because they're hitting him with. Uh, according to the the article, they're hitting him with hollow points also on top of it. <sighs> yeah, it's going to be bad. So Rich McBride sends me a letter, Anthony. So Governor Murphy just signed Daniel's Law, a measure that is meant to protect judges in New Jersey. This is a step in the right direction. Judges should be protected, as should all members of our society. But why was there no Carol's Law passed when Carol Bound of Berlin, New right. Jersey, was murdered by an obsessed ex-boyfriend when while waiting for overdue uh, government permission slip to acquire a gun? 
The law would stipulate that if the time limit is reached and the paperwork is issued by the issuing body, the citizen who applied can automatically just go buy their weapon. That is the difference between the cloud people and the mud people. <laughs> well, listen, Rich, there already is a law. In New Jersey, it says if you do not get your permit within 30 days, it's considered issued. In all my years of Second Amendment advocacy, we've had two cases go to the New Jersey Supreme Court. The police departments argued that because of the extensive, extensive background checks, references, employment verification, mental health, and everything, they could not be held to the 30 days and both times superior court judges in new jersey ruled in the state's favor mm. okay so yeah carol bound should have had a carry permit now this daniel's law also covers legislators it covers politicians and judges where you can't publish their home addresses it's a felony <laughs> but our home addresses can be published that's fine because right. all animals are equal but some animals are more equal than others that's right right so Andrew M. sends me a, a letter. Good afternoon, Anthony. Emailing you about my experience with the online application for permits. I reside in Jackson, and I submitted my request for handgun permits October 5th. I received emails from the state saying they got all my references and the background check was good. I waited until the 7th uh, of November to call Jackson PD and see what was going on. At first, they told me they were still working on September's applications. I waited some more and decided to drive down and ask them in person. I gave them my name, and the woman behind the desk told me I needed to pay $6 for the permits. I showed her a receipt stating I already paid. She refused and then began to tell me that they're still processing July payments. See, the, the administrator down there doesn't know about the new electronic system yet. Yeah. So right. she doesn't know that Andrew paid the $6, the $2 for each permit electronically. So she's going to demand another $2 per permit because she's a blithering idiot and her bosses did not transmit that information to her. It'll, right. Andrew, it's going to take 15 years for them to understand the new system. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he wrote, to say the least, this is not going how I expect it, and it's quite frustrating, knowing that my rights are being delayed, which is, as we know, a right delayed is a right denied. Jackson Township Police have been notorious for dragging their feet in processing firearms applications. When will law-abiding, taxpaying citizens be able to reap the benefits of what we pay into? Any advice would be appreciated. I sent him the letter from the uh, New Jersey Firearms Syndicate that Jay Factor wrote yeah. to send to the chief that he's in violation. Okay, and the letter basically states, I apply, blah, 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 more uh, directs licensing authority shall investigate in a less good cause issue within 30 days. Moreover, this is a secondary handgun application, an applicant for purchase permit who possesses a firearms ID card, etc. And, it, you know, and then he finishes it off with my assumption is that your firearms officer is quite busy with other duties, which is understandable and appreciated. However, at this point, only the paperwork of filing is left to do. I would appreciate it if you inquire with your firearms officer and let me know the status of my permit listing all of the 2C codes and everything. So I'm waiting for Andrew to get back to me. All right? So, see, even with the electronic permit, towns are dragging their feet. Yeah. You know, right. all they have to do online is is press approve through the new FAR system, and then Andrew will get an email saying he has his three electronic pistol permits. When he goes to a store, they scan his firearms ID card, and they see his electronic permits. When he picks up a gun, they, they use one of them online, and now he has two. So all the town has to do is take all of that data, and a permit officer has to take 30 seconds to scan it all, and click it. Of course, now the chief under the heading of public safety can deny somebody's permit. So the permitting officer could go to the chief and say, oh, Andrew got uh, a jaywalking ticket in 1973 and in 1984 he spit gum on the street or whatever. <laughs> and the chief could say, well, in the, in, in the, in, in, in the uh, 
yeah, for public safety, I could deny a permit, and then you have to go through an appeal process. But if Andrew's record's clean, it's basically a five-second scan and a click of the button through the state police fire system. Yet a, a town like that that traditionally treats gun owners as criminals, as witnessed by the woman that demanded six more dollars after he paid it, okay, he's going to have problems with this. So I need to keep knowing about this. Everybody listening, keep me updated. The next thing is from Glenn. Something I wanted to point out about the electronic permit. After you made a purchase, the state will email you a form documenting the purchase. And this is what used to be your pink copy. So people need to know this because I used to tell everybody, keep, keep your pink copies locked in a safe. Yeah. And if you want, make a copy of your pink copy and keep it in your gun bag or range bag if you own five or six guns. Or just so, take a photo of it. I keep keep it on my phone. There you go. So you're not going to get a traditional pink copy anymore. Remember now, if you ever sell a gun, keep copies of those 4473s as well. Because yeah. if you do not... When I was held in the hell holding cell, if I didn't materialize all my guns, I would not have gotten released. Okay? Right. So this is what you want to make sure of so he wrote i printed out a few copies right away i always keep copies of my pinks in my range bag great job glenn should i ever have any difficulty during transport to the range or gun shop also in these trying times with firearm and ammo shortages i made a purchase at butch's gun shop in vineland he's holding the line on pricing i was presently surprised that i paid the same that i would have paid in 2019 thanks butch for being fair butch's gun shop in vineland is on the quarantine crawl by the way yeah so I just I just want to get people. out there. Yeah, they're very good people. Small shop and you know, they're they're gonna do this because they know people are gonna remember about the gouging. Okay? Yeah, right. you, you, under, you understand? They yeah. know that they're gonna ha- they're gonna know that there's gouging and shit on there, so we're gonna have a problem with that. Fuzzy, Mark Drapkin. I got a little song to sing. You ready? Okay. Have yourself an isolated Christmas. <laughs> Keep your friends afar. Wear your masks by orders of the czar. Have yourself an isolated Christmas. Keep six feet away. From now on, that distance is how far you'll stay. Um, Next verse. Here we are, as in the King George days, oppressed like days you're. Faithful friends who are dear to us, gather near to us no more. (laughs) And last verse. Through the years, we all won't be in a lockdown. If the, oh, wait, through the years, we will all, we all won't be in a lockdown if the elites, if the elites allow. Now, wear your mask up to your eyebrow and have yourself an isolated Christmas now. (laughs) <laughs> fuzzy you're a pisser okay sandy you should take that and put some music to i was it gonna and, get, well, yeah do it for the show for here's christmas the, show here's the issue okay. the guy i know who could do all this is very anti-gun so he won't do it he's got well, the studio he's got the musicians he's got the singers buddy you <laughs> do, it. do it you do it you do yeah, maybe what well, yeah maybe you and i can do a duet ah <laughs> uh. Oh, okay, we'll see. <laughs> Sorry, I got I got things to do here. I'm, work is getting in the way at a radio show. So you're I'm doing real, work I'm right very, in the middle I'm of the show. Sorry. I'm, right. I'm very sorry. I'm very, very sorry. They, they won't leave you alone that long. I'm, I'm No, are you kidding me? <laughs> all right, so let's talk about some, well, learning stuff. Well, first of all, uh, December 5th is Range Safety Officer Training Class at Gun for Hire. Chuck Leonard, 
myself and his lovely assistant uh, Luann will be teaching it. We have some seats left. It's on the Gun for Hire uh, Academy site. Uh, become an NRA range uh, safety officer certified. Uh, so check it out. So the next thing, let's do some tips. First of all, I want to reiterate what I did last week. Um, you know, daylight savings time, holidays, Christmas, lockdowns, COVID, unemployment, can't party, can't socialize, wear a mask, impending doom. Please be aware, mental health issues, any friends, loved ones, or family members that you see that might be struggling, reach out. Uh, there are hotlines that you can call. Uh, people right now, you know, Jerry, uh, Dr. Optoff told me that it just, it's like, it seems to be doubling every week the amount of people seeking mental health, which means the amount of people not seeking mental health are probably doubling as well. Yeah. And uh, I, I think it's very, very important for all of you out there to reach out to friends, family, and loved ones. Just take a look if somebody seems a little detracted, acting a little differently, withdrawing. I'm not a mental health professional. I could be off base completely. But, you know, use your sixth sense. You know, your buddy Joe was always jovial, this and that. Now, all of a sudden, he's turning down invitations to come over or, you know, maybe he's starting to talk about impending doom and the world's going to end or, you know, whatever. This is never going to end. You know, when people start talking like that, this is never going to end. Uh, we're going to be like this forever. When will ever, you know, read the signals and, and, and try to reach out, especially our veterans. All right. Yeah. Everybody is equal, but the veterans get hit the hardest, obviously. And, you know, everybody just do your part and you never know how you can intercede and maybe save somebody's life because we, we all know that most of the time this, the, the, these, these tendencies of depression, they tend to be short-lived, right, Sandy? Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, unless somebody is, you know, has a chemical imbalance or, you know, a history of mental illness their entire life, for a lot of people, it's, it's a temporary thing. Mm -hmm. And right now with the holidays and everything, you know, People had smaller get-togethers because of COVID, or you had to do it because your grandmother's going to be there or your mother or somebody is going through chemotherapy or has asthma, whatever. So this year they didn't get that invitation that they normally did. And it's like, you know, Joe, we're not doing a party this year. You okay? Yeah, I'm all right. You know, just try to read between the lines a little bit. Yeah. I know we're all dealing with our own struggles with all of this shit that's going on. It's like this impending doom that never goes away. But some people are more sensitive to it than others, Okay. And you're finding that happening in emergency rooms all over the country right now. The ER docs are saying that they've never seen such high instance of suicide, attempted suicide, yeah. and, and uh, mental issues. So Yeah, so it's it's something that everybody heading into this winter. And I mean, I went the other day. At 5 o'clock, it's pitch blackout. That's yeah. depressing. Yeah, exactly, right. Okay, 5 p.m., it's pitch blackout. We don't know when this is ever going to end. Every day the rules change, where we can go, how we can go, what mm -hmm. we can do. Yep. You know, and then all we do is we get pictures of the elites. You know, did you see the, the governor of Colorado? He sent out a directive, minimize travel, do this, do that. And then he sent a tweet out that everybody should stay home and not travel during the holidays. And he got on a jet and he flew to Houston to have Christmas with his wife and his daughter. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. They don't give a shit. You understand? Oh. It's the first tier. It's the first tier. That's the situation. We are the third tier. Yeah. We're in their way. People need to learn that. Now, my last learning thing, very important. The, so the holidays are here. Thanksgiving came in and went already. All right? Here's what I want you to all know. Uh, let me tell you. 
this is what everything right this this is what I want you to know you are gonna have people in your house you're gonna may have friends family extended people in your house you need to make sure that your firearms and ammunition are safely secured and locked up mm -hmm. okay locked up so <sighs> this is my learning thing uh, I can't think of it you know I can't think of of what I want to say. All right. So your guns should be secured. Your ammo should be secured. New gun owners are excited. All right. Talk to your friends and family members that just acquired a gun. Hey, Joe, you bought a gun. I know you're having people over Thanksgiving. Did you buy a gun safe? Did you buy a gun lock? Did you buy a gun locker? Do you have some? Oh, I keep it in my safe in my bedroom. You know what I mean? Like whatever, whatever, whatever. So, uh, these are the things that you want to make sure you share with your friends and your family. It is so important. We do not need to read about crap happening, all right, during, uh, during the holidays. We're under attack 24-7. There's no reason why we have to deal with this crap, okay? So make sure friends and family. Christmas time is coming. This is a perfect time to buy your friend or family member a safe or some storage vehicle, okay? This is a perfect time to do it, you know what I mean? So, oh, God. Um, I'm just trying to think more about what you should do. Ammo, equally as important. Do not leave ammo laying around, okay? That's a big uh, one. Yeah, people forget that. They yeah. lock the gun up, and then in the garage yep. or in the basement, they got, you know, everybody's hoarding ammo right now because it's so expensive and it's so hard to get. All right. So what I want you to do is make sure your ammo is secured. It should be locked up. It should be away from unauthorized people. This is what you want to make sure that you're doing. We do not need to have another tragedy. The other thing is now is not the time when family comes over to have show and tell with your new purchase. <laughs> Isn't that so true? <laughs> Okay, but it happens all the time. All the time. Okay, listen. All right, so you bought your first gun. You got your Glock 88 with the, you know, Loudner on it and everything else and whatever. If you wanted to show it to somebody, you should bring them into that room. But if you keep that gun loaded in that room, is this really what you want to do Christmas time or, or, or New Year's? And is it something you want to do after you've had a couple cocktails? Right, exactly. <laughs> So, so please, everybody, use your heads and pass it on to your friends. For most of the people listening to the show, the old-timers have been listening to the show. They know all this stuff. But now's a great right. time to communicate yeah. this to the new people. Yes, exactly. And right. let the new people know, listen, this is the deal. Every year, we read about accidents, people oh, show and tell, kids year. finding a gun, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And it's so, not all in Kentucky. Correct. So, Decoding Firearms, a great book, a great gift. He talks about your gun storage options and everything. But the other thing is nothing better than face-to-face. -face. Right. Go to your friends, family members. Call. Listen, you work with somebody, right? And and they just bought a new gun. So while you're at work and say, hey, Joe, did you go shoot that gun yet? Yeah, I went last week to shoot it. So let me ask you something. Where are you keeping it? Is it stored? Is it locked? Is it this? Is it that? Are you following Anthony's idea? Are you using a simplex type safe and keeping your vitamins or your daily medication in it? This is a good time to do that. Oh, by the way, where's your ammo storage? Well, I just got five boxes of 9mm the other day. It's on the workbench in my garage. Really? And you have a teenage kid and an eight-year-old kid in your house. Did you ever think about how the kids could get that ammo? It could blow up and blind them if they hit it with a nail. Or what if the kid brings it to school for show and tell, Joe? 
Oh, I never thought about that. You know how many times I've heard that in 30 years? When I talked to, remember I used to use exactly. the, the example all the time, the Orthodox Jewish guy, Dr. Glenn, he had 11 kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember? He bought his first gun, and it was a 40 cal, and it was too snappy for him, so I gave him some lessons and shit. And I said, where's your gun? I keep my gun locked up. I said, where's your ammo? In the basement. You have 11 kids in the house. <laughs> and he had it in a milk crate in his basement. Yeah. So I said to him, I said, uh... <laughs> I said to him, what if your kids bring the ammo, like, two, two, three round for show and tell or something? He's like, oh, I never thought about that. <laughs> and then the next time I saw him, he goes, I bought a Homac storage container at the time from Dick's or something. Yeah. He says, I bought it. And I got it, and thank you so much. That was a great idea. And he still he still comes in to shoot from time to time with the older kids and stuff. Yeah. Great guy. But these are the things that we all need to think about. Now's a good time. Come to Gunfire, buy a gift certificate for a class for somebody. NRA, basics of pistol, rifle, or shotgun shooting class. It's 195 bucks. Again, shameless plug, but the more people that right. learn the proper right. way, right. the exactly. better for all of us. So, yes, it's a shameless plug. Okay, and my book will be coming out soon. The alternate title is "Buy This Book, Bitches." I like "Buy This Book, Bitches." Buy this book, bitches. <laughs> well, it looks like you've done it again. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun for Hire Radio. Gun for Hire Radio is a Counterthink Media production. The music used in this broadcast is managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. On behalf of our show host, Master Trainer, Anthony Calandro, and the rest of the crew here at Confire Radio, we do thank you so much for listening. Be safe. Like he said, don't show off the stuff. We love you guys. Each one, reach one. See you next week. From sea to the shine.